also dry. And they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my hairy butt balls in your What is that? It's my balls! Hot damn it, cousin! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Bass, Suck My Bass, My Bass, My Bass, Suck and Suck My Balls, a South Park review. Of course, I'm your host in the scene where the air is clean and I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. M.S. To the you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew Underscore Each and every week, I'm joined by two guys who like to eat chocolate pies. Moon pies, that is. Moon pie. Put me back in the freezer. Wrong show. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, coming back to his own show, the OG himself. Scoopity freaking dude. What's hey, happening, brother? We back for Suck My Ball. We back. We back. Our boy Joe is now with us here today. Um, I did record with him yesterday. We recorded, which you've already listened to, hopefully, on our feed and all available outlets, The Death Camp of Tolerance. The boys <laughs> Camp of Tolerance <laughs> because they don't like how Mr. Garrison is acting in class and he sticks Lemmy Winks up uh, a, you know, someone's ass. Mr. Slave's ass. Mr. Slave, that sorry, I I didn't mean to get uh, like I guess you might say um, distracted, but the thing was, is I still have it here on the board from last night. The last Robert night. works. Robert works. This way has been closed up by the great stream To escape, you must journey upward through the dark reaches of the intestine and past the stomach. Oh, Am I right? <laughs> Just a friend. Heed my words, Lemmy Rinks. Your time is running out. Make for the moon. All will be made clear then. A great adventure. <laughs> you are here. Hurry onward, wings or you. The journey before you may be long and filled with woe, but you must escape the gay man's ass so your tale can be told. Lemmy wings, Lemmy wings, Lemmy wings. So yes, you can go back and check out that full episode and hear the full Lemmy Wink story if you want. I'll play it for you later, Scoop. But I mashed it all together, and it's like three minutes, like of all the different parts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
all the different song parts. It's great. But if you want to hear that full episode, you can go back and listen to Suck My Balls episode number 96. But this is Suck My Balls episode number 97, season six, episode 15. And he is in the universe. The biggest douche in the universe. Take it away. Tell us about it. The biggest douche in the universe is the 15th episode of season six and the 94th overall episode of South Park. We're on quite the journey right now. It aired on November 27th, 2002, when a famous psychic fails to help him exercise Kenny from his body. Cartman and Chef travel to the moors of Scotland. Where Chef's mom tries a little of her voodoo magic on him. Uh, he's about 350. I was just trying to get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the episode starts with Cartman being taken out of an ambulance. He is brought into an emergency room as curtains close in the room. Leanne is sitting by Cartman as the doctors come in. The doctor says he needs more time. Be careful with my baby. What have we got? Not sure. Looks like a possible code 56. Kenny, get up, Kenny. We're going to be okay, baby. Get me 50 cc's of ketamine stat and get something for the kid, too. Is he going to be okay? Let the doctor do his work now. Doctor, did you find out what's wrong with him? I'm afraid he's running out of time. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with him? It's his time. It's running out. <laughs> Well, what does he need? He needs to have more time. What can we do? Well, I suppose we could try a time transplant. I'll have to call in a specialist. <laughs> he needs <laughs> more time. He's got to call in a specialist. It's interesting, though, because if you think about it, is he referring to the fact that because Kenny's soul is trying to escape, but it's mingled with Cartman, thus death is coming for both? Hmm. Well, you know, that's a good question. So that. that, yeah, you know what? Let's roll with that because it could be one of those subtle little things that Trey and Matt are kind of, you know, it needs more time. Well, can we do or maybe, or maybe Kenny has uh, unresolved issues that he needs more time for? Oh, he needs more time. Yeah. So Stan and Kyle go knock on Chef's door. They ask whether they should care or not about Cartman being in the hospital. Chef suggests they go visit Cartman. Hello there, children. Chef, Cartman is in the hospital. They think he might die. Yeah, and we don't know whether or not we should care. Well, what's wrong with him? <laughs> well, nobody seems to know, but we think it's because he drank Kenny's soul four weeks ago. Kenny's ashes were in an urn, and Cartman drank it thinking it was chocolate milk mix. Children, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? Well, like we said, we didn't know whether or not we should care. Well, you should. Cotton is your friend whether you like him or not. Now, come on. We got to get to that hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Should we care? (laughs) We should care not, though. Yeah, it's like we said. Like we we said, we didn't know if we should care. (laughs) After the three walk into the hospital room, Kenny, who is in Carmen's body, responds happily to the boys coming to visit. (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) Oh, that's that's Kenny. Well, Cartman replies with a less thankful tone. Chef suggests they go visit John Edward, a renowned psychic on television. Now, oh my gosh, dude, I fucking hate John Edward so much, like on a real level, (laughs) because like this episode exposes him Mm -hmm. like 
perfectly. Biggest douche in the universe. <laughs> Biggest douche in the universe. Well, the doctor insists that Cartman stay in the hospital so they can monitor his time. <laughs> Leanne agrees that they should go to New York to see John Edward and tags along with him. She's really more excited about seeing hairspray. We'll go to that clip here. Hey, guys, how's it going? Cartman? No, that's what the hell are you assholes doing here? That's Cartman. That's Cartman. Oh, my God. Eric, how long have you been telling Kitty? Oh, about a month. Let's not validate his delusions. Kitty? Kitty, do you know what you need to get free? He's gone again. Miss Cartman, we need to get Eric to a medium who can speak with people who have crossed over. What? That's preposterous. What this child needs is a time transplant. This hospital isn't going to do any good. We need to take him to see John Edward. Hey, I've seen that guy. He has a TV show where he brings people on and talks to their dead relatives. That's right. We have to go see him in New York. I warn you, Miss Carmen, your son's time could give out at any minute. He needs to be kept here where his time can be monitored. Oh, what should I do? I'm playing roulette with my child's life. Oh, wait, hairspray is showing in New York, isn't it? Let's go there. Good. <laughs> you need to come, too. Eric needs all <laughs> to get right now. We're going to New York? <laughs> oh, man. We're going to New York? She only makes a decision so she can go see hairspray. That's ridiculous. Oh, hairspray. All right, let's do that. Yeah. Oh, hairspray's playing. All right, let's go. All right. So the boys, Leanne and Chef, are on an airplane heading to New York. They all excitedly put on headphones after the flight attendant announces they will be showing a movie. A movie with Rob Schneider is <laughs> shown. Rob, Rob transforms into various things. Ultimately, he becomes a stapler. The boys take off their headphones, disinterested in the horrible movie. This is re- amazing. This is, by the way, for those who have maybe heard the jokes about Rob Schneider from South Park. This is the lore. This whole episode. I've got multiple clips of the Rob Schneider movies. So Rob Schneider is a stapler. Here we go. We gotta watch a movie. Awesome. Rob Schneider was an animal. Then he was a woman. And now, Rob Schneider is a stapler. And he's about to find out that being a stapler is harder than it looks. <laughs> Schneider is the stapler. Rated PG-13. Weak. <laughs> that was Kenny laughing, not me. That was Kenny laughing. Of course, Kenny would like that movie. Right. Kenny's taste in movies are a bit sus. Right. So upon arriving, the boys are lined up outside for the taping of the show with John Edward. After the taping starts, John walks up to a random person and starts suggesting a person's name starting with an M. He finally goes over the boys and starts to piece together what happened with Kenny. He pieces together that Kyle's grandma died and that Kyle is supposed to be looking for white doves. I want to set up two things here. One, this clip's a little bit long, about one minute, because I wanted to get both parts in here. And two... One, the first part is the conversation with the boys. The second part is kind of more the how John Edwards is a phony and he, yeah. he uses the audience. So I wanted to fully showcase that one in this clip. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny says hi. Whoa! Okay, now I'm getting that Kenny died. We told you that. And and this wasn't this wasn't a good death. It was like a, it was a sad death. It was like a it was like a death that made people sad. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh! Look, uh. Mr. Edward, can you just ask Kenny how we can get him out, please? Doesn't work that way. Now, Kenny's telling me that you are his best friends and he's in a safe place. No, no, he's trapped in Cartman's body. Oh, there's somebody with him. Who's Kyle? I'm Kyle. Oh, right. And uh, <laughs> older woman passed. She's asking for Kyle, maybe a grandma. Yeah, my grandma. She's here. 
She says there was something she asked you to do and you're not doing it. She wants you to look for four white doves. Oh my God. Oh, now she's sending me a P word. Maybe it's a B or a H. My Harry died last year. Oh, it's coming from... <laughs> I'm getting all kinds of voices today. Woo. Harry, he's telling me... Oh, well, he's saying that you two used to do things. <laughs> and that those things involved stuff. The things did involve stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You used to do things, and those things involved stuff? Yes, those things did. We did things, and they did involve stuff. That sounds like verbatim what his show used to sound like. <laughs> I would not be surprised that South Park would not make fun of something if they were not going to go hard. They right. On their bases. Yeah, they went hard in the paint with this guy. <laughs> it's a whole episode dedicated to him pretty much after <laughs> The boys walk out of the theater. Kyle, wait, yeah. yeah. Kyle follows shortly, still paranoid. Chef says the only other idea he has is to talk to his parents. Stan and Kyle are sent back to Denver while Leah and Chef Cartman and Kenny go to Scotland. Kyle sees four white doves and an advertisement for Juilliard, a private Jewish school. <laughs> Fucking gets me every time. Every. <laughs> And refuses to go back to Colorado. So Stan is left on his own. Okay, children, this is your flight back to Colorado. Your parents are meeting you at the airport in Denver. We don't get to go to Scotland? It's too far, and your parents want you back home. Oh, well, good luck getting Kenny out of you, fatso. Thanks, asshole. Come on, we gotta get... <laughs> we gotta get right on that plane now. This is a final boarding announcement for flight 342 to Denver. That's us, come on. Four white birds! Huh? There's four white birds! <laughs> This is what Grandma wants. She wants me to attend Juilliard. Dude, you were going to see four white birds eventually. So is it a coincidence that Grandma did talk to me about going to Juilliard someday? Yes. Now, come on. Our plane's going to leave. I'm not going back. What? I have to join Juilliard and make Grandma proud. <laughs> Tell my parents I'll call them. Kyle. No, Kyle. Ah, oh, crap. You know, the funny thing is his parents probably were totally down with this, too. Like, that's why he didn't get in trouble. <laughs> like, right. Like, oh, you're going to Juilliard? That's good then, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> So Stan walks up to the home of John Edward and asks to speak to him. His butler tells Stan that John does not do private readings. Stan says it will be fast and he is let in. Yeah, he, he says it's not for a reading. So the butler presses buttons on the wall that fake the announcement and audience applause as John walks out. And he thanks the non-existent audience. Dude, this guy is so stupid. Stan tells him that that he messed up Kyle's mind and that Kyle refuses to fly back to Colorado with him. John pulls out an index card and says that he is not liable for anything that is said as it for entertainment purposes only. He starts arguing with Stan after he calls him a douche. I'm not a douche. John runs upstairs and locks the door to his room, threatening to call the police. Stan grabs some books about being psychic off John's bookshelves and takes them with him. Okay, so first off, there's a couple of things because I, I don't have – this is a long scene, so I don't want to clip all of it, right? But right. Uh, the first part I didn't clip and you read it over it, and that was when John Edwards walks in. Ladies and gentlemen, John Edward. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, John Words and the butler presses the button. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but this next part has my favorite line in this whole episode here. Look, my child <laughs> won't fly back home to Colorado. All I need you to do is just talk to him and tell him, you know, the whole talking to dead people isn't for real. Maybe it is for real. Right, but it's not. 
It's a trick you do, and I need you to just let my friend Kyle know that so he can go on with his life. Look, people have the right to be skeptical. I really hear voices in my head. Yes, we all hear voices in our heads. It's called intuition. Get over yourself and tell my friend it's just for fun. Look, what I do doesn't hurt anybody. I give people closure and help them cope with life. No, you give them false hope and a belief in something that isn't real. But I'm a psychic. No, dude, you're a douche. <laughs> I'm not a douche. What if I really believe dead people talk to me? Then you're a stupid douche. <laughs> I think I've had enough of your Get out of my house or I'll run upstairs, lock myself in my panic room and call the police. I'm nine years old. <laughs> I'm not talking to your friend and I'm not a douche. Get out of my house, because I'm in college, police! You are I'm so I'm nominating you for biggest douche in the universe award, you douche! <laughs> That's what I'm nine years old! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that part. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Dan, I watched that twice this morning, and I clipped it. I was so, so just dying laughing. <laughs> I'm nine years old! <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not a douche. I'm going to lock myself in my room and call the police. You are so a douche. <laughs> I'm nominating you for the biggest douche in the universe. Well, what if I really do believe that I can talk to people? Then you're a stupid douche. Then you're a stupid douche. <laughs> I like how it sounds like they always add on things. They're like, and we're gonna, I'm going to use this word in the context of South Park because it's going to be wild before we get there. But like when they have, when they meet the Harley riders – they call the Harley Riders fags, but then when they're in court, they're like, well, what if he's a homosexual Harley, Harley Rider? Then he's a gay fag. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they talk <laughs> associate different words to it. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's hilarious. Spike, oh, curious. He's Spike curious. Right, seriously, guys. <laughs> do these not know? <laughs> I just love how they do that. Then you're a stupid douche. <laughs> You're a stupid douche. <laughs> so Chef Leanne, Cartman, and Kenny are on a flight to Scotland. Kenny and Cartman are arguing with each other, and it's announced that they will be showing a movie on board. Rob Schneider is shown again, this time as Wall Street executive. He suddenly becomes a carrot. Cartman and Kenny start to argue about watching the movie. This is good, too. Oh, I'm a carrot. <laughs> Welcome aboard Scotland Air. Oh, this part's funny. to Edinburgh should take about 12 hours. 12 hours? Jesus Christ. In the 12 hours? I'd to show you a complimentary film. Oh, good. Rod Schneider is a Wall Street executive with everything going for him. Only problem is, he's about to become a carrot. I'm a carrot. It's what Carrot comedy. Oh, 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 at the Juilliard School, Stan tries to stop Kyle from going in, warning him about the flaws of John Edward. A group of people appear who insist that John Edward is a real psychic. Stan uses the methods that he learned from John's books on a woman from the crowd to show Kyle how easily he dupes people into thinking he's psychic. More people appear. Fooled by Stan's psychic abilities, even after he denies him, proceed to ask him questions, Kyle walks into the school. All right, so I think this one is either a, a minute long or a 45 second long. I, I, I forget which one, but we'll this, find This is where he gets... Uh... The dead person's talking to me about you, okay? Okay. Okay, watch, Kyle. It's an older man, someone very close to you. My father? Does this month, November, hold a special significance? <gasps> My birthday's in November! 
Right, because he's saying, tell her happy birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> started with something really vague. I told his older man because I'm betting that based on this woman's age, her father is most likely dead. But if her father wasn't dead, I could still say it was some other older man. But how'd you know her birthday was in November? I didn't. I just asked her if November meant anything. Her father could have died in November or Thanksgiving could have been really special for them. But I go with the birthday and validate it now as if I knew by saying he wishes you a happy birthday. <gasps> what else does he say? <laughs> okay, I'll just use an old standard. He's saying the money. Stop worrying about the money. Oh, my God. My sister and I have been fighting over his inheritance. That's amazing. No, it isn't. When a father dies, inheritance is usually an issue, and money is something everyone worries about. That sounds a little too coincidental. Yeah. Yes, there's only one explanation. This kid communicate with the dead. What do you mean? You tried to reach my grandfather? Oh, wait. You have to tell me if my sister's in a good place, okay? Yeah, help oh, me no, out. Help me. You. I get out Here, of my way. You do me. Dan, how would you like your own talking to the dead show? <laughs> Stan always ends up in situations where people give him shit. Are you ready for your Nike commercial? Yes. <laughs> Stan Graham. Now in Scotland, Chef knocks on the door of the McElroy residence. Thomas answers, and Chef introduces him and Nellie to Leanne, Cartman, and Kenny inside. Not to mention their house is beautiful and huge and looks like a freaking castle. Right. Thomas takes a quick look at Cartman and is immediately able to tell that Kenny is inside of him. Cartman stands on a chair, and Nellie re-enters the room. She performs an exorcism on Cartman, yelling for Kenny to get out of his body. Now, it doesn't say here that she offers Kenny tree fitting. Now, why are you going to offer the boy tree fitter? That's later. That's later on, actually. Oh, that's later. That's it's later. later right, right, right. When, when, like, he turns, when they get him out. Yeah. But this is the opening. Well, look what the cat did, Nelly. Oh, my baby, come home. Hi, Mama. Lord, I thought you wasn't coming till nine. Mom, this is my friend, Miss Codman. Please, call me Leanne. So nice to have you here, Leanne. And is this the children you told us about? Yeah, Pop. This is Eric. Well, let's see here. Yep, there's definitely more than one children in now. Oh, dear. Nelly, you best have at it now. Oh, Lord, and I just put the roast in the oven, too. Ain't gonna have no time not to baste it. Don't nobody blame me. Woman can't baste no roast and do everything else at the same time. And seeing the roast is gonna be terrible, maybe just a little dry. But I suppose we can make some extra gravy to take the dryness out later. All right, children, stand up on this chair now. Right now? Yeah, right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, right <laughs> Just stay still, Eric. Mom knows what she's doing. Right now? Right now. Right now. Stan's new psychic show, The Other Side, which is actually uh, kind of a good name for one, you know? It is. It's it's actually pretty that's that's pretty legit to be honest <laughs> where it's being taped he tells the audience that he is that his show is all a setup but the audience remains in shock and awe about what's happening not buying the fact that it's all fake you know i feel like uh before we clip it i i feel like this is actually pretty accurate you know if it were to happen today a psychic goes out there and is like i'm not really psychic i'm just using tricks is there a is there a a, a Michael in the <gasps> I'm Michael? You know, like I feel like that's exactly how it would be today, right? Because people would think that you are psychic, but you're you're pretending you're not psychic, so it'll attract more people to believe that you actually are psychic. Whoa. Yeah, like that whole reverse psychology Psycho thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the clip here. At a very young age, one young boy learned he had a special gift. This is the other side. <laughs> Okay, listen to me. 
Listen very carefully. This is a trick that I am doing, okay? Watch. All I'm going to do is say a name that I'm going to pick at random, okay? They want me to acknowledge Pete or Peter. Yes! Yes, my Peter! <laughs> no, stop clapping. All I did was pick a random name and wait for somebody in the audience to give a response. Now that I see that there is a lone woman crying, my instinct tells me Peter was her husband. So I say, Peter was your husband? <laughs> yes, 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 my husband, Peter. Whoa. Oh, wow! Stop it! I didn't do anything! <laughs> he goes more in depth, but that scene continues on. It eventually concludes with he tells the audience, he goes, All right, let's everyone stop. Let's back up. And then the whole audience actually gets up and jumps back. <laughs> Such a great scene. So Thomas and Nelly continue the exorcism to free Kenny from Cartman. The bed starts to shake and Cartman glows yellow and it's coming out of his butt. <laughs> the oven goes off and they stop. Kenny's soul starts flying around the house. You didn't bring the victim child? <laughs> That's the potatoes. Well, hold on the potatoes two seconds, woman. The soul's coming out now. <laughs> it's almost out. All right, son. Now bring me the victim child. The victim child? Yeah, you know. The child that we sacrificed so we could put Kenny's soul into its body. Oh, Lord, they didn't bring <laughs> Why were we gonna find a child to sacrifice? We weren't gonna ask you where you got it from. <laughs> God damn it! We weren't gonna ask you where you got it from. Lord Thomas, don't let it get on the curtains! Don't let it get on the curtains! <laughs> <laughs> Following this seed, an ad for another Rab Schneider movie is showing called Dee Derp Dee Derp Dee Tiddly Derp Dee Derp Dumb. The derp de derp, the tiddly derp de derp de derp. Here we go. Ready, beady daddy. Rob Schneider, derp de derp. Until one day, a derp a derp a derp a derp. From the creators of Derp and host of Tiddly Dumpy Derp, Rod Schneider is the Derp to Derp, Tiddly Derpy Derpy Derp, rated PG 13. Now, why do I feel like they're so accurate with Rob Schneider movies? Rob Schneider. Because there That's was a problem. time where he was doing, like, dumbass movies. He was, but he was making money, so good for him. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. hating. Like, he kept getting casted, you know? Like, the but the one movie where he's... I could never get into the movies where he plays the, the sex escort, whatever he's in there. Juice Bigelow, the Mel Gigolo. couldn't get into those movies. I tried watching the first one. I was like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, the first one was, was okay. But then the rest of them are just... They're, they're beating a dead horse, just trying to all make right. money. Back at the Juilliard school, Kyle is in the library reading a book. Reading a book. Stan tries once again to prove that prove to Kyle that John Edward is a fake, but Kyle does not buy it. As Stan goes to leave, John Edward threatens to sue him. Stan calls him a douche, and John challenges him to a psychic showdown. Meanwhile, Nellie and Thomas try to catch Kenny Saul. Thomas holds a broom, chasing it around. <laughs> 
And then the soul finally flies into the pot roast. Here, spirit, come out the window. I'll give you tree feeding. Now, don't go offering the soul no tree for anyone. I'm just trying to be sweet. <laughs> well, I know where you're going to start at a bunch of fire or something. Oh, Christmas, there it goes again. It's head for the kitchen. Oh, Christmas. Pot roast. Over here. Don't let it get in the road. Oh, well, I guess the child's a pot roast now. <laughs> what do we do? Well, I'll wrap it up in plastic wrap so you can pick it home with you. Should last a few months in the freezer. Hey, I feel a lot better. Eric, you okay? Oh, baby, your time is back. This child is clean. clean. Now, Stan and John begin to battle it out in a psychic showdown. Stan instead talks to the audience about how John is a fraud. The audience is convinced and applaud Stan as Kyle realizes it was all a trick. My bad. Suddenly, a red spaceship crashes through the ceiling and lands in front of everyone. Now, okay. <laughs> At first, I was like, I forgot. Okay, when I first went through this, I forgot that he gets the biggest douche award. And I was like, oh, no, these aliens have come and they probably saw it like, you know, on the, the Earth show or whatever. And I was like, fuck, they're actually going to give him an award. But as a group of aliens exit the spaceship and John Edward that has he has and tell John Edward that he has been nominated for the biggest douche in the universe. Yes. And take him away, kicking and screaming. <laughs> There's nothing special about you, dude. Get over yourself. God damn it, I'm special! God damn it, I'm special! What the? <laughs> Greeting from the Janix Galaxy. We seek the great John Edward. Well, that, that's me. Sir, it is an honor to meet you. Well, thank you very much. No, it can't be. I am Quagmore, and this is the Intergalactic BDIU Committee. Mr. Edward, it is my honor to inform you that you have been nominated for Biggest Douche in the Universe. What? You are the first nominee from the Milky Way Galaxy. Congratulations! Oh, dude! If you step into our Flavlofried, we'll give you a first-class ride to the awards show. No, wait! Not a douche! I make people feel good about themselves! I give people Now do you people believe me? I don't know. How'd Edward know my father died in March? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, outside of the Denver International Airport, Leanne, Cartman, and Chef realized they left the pot roast at Package Queen. <laughs> and rushed back inside to find him. And that's when another movie ad airs for Rob Schneider, where he ends up eating the pot roast and turns into candy. He gets shot and is impaled by a flagpole. <laughs> the movie title, Rob Schneider is Kenny, is shown. All right, here we go. Rob Schneider is a somewhat popular comedic actor. He's somewhat popular. Until one day, he came across a pot roast, and his life changed forever. Now he's sharing his body with an eight-year-old boy, and he's about to find out that being eight ain't so great. Rod Schneider is Kenny, rated PG-13. <laughs> Rod Schneider is Kenny. 
Following that, the biggest douche in the universe awards are being held in space and various nominees are shown. Like a really bad, mean-looking alien who's arrested and I forget what the other one was. But uh, John Edward ultimately wins and receives a crown and a banner over his shoulder that reads, Biggest Douche! I want to set up this clip by also letting you know that the song that plays after this, that's going to be our outro. So I did clip it right before the song, but I do have the awards ceremony here. Live from the space station diet in the Vaxland Galaxy, it's the biggest douche in the universe of This year's nominees are... Gragmar the Destructor, Andromeda Galaxy, Planet J-11. Gomanta Unit 5, Jailax Galaxy, Planet E. John Ed, Milky Way Galaxy, Planet Earth. I'm not a douche! And finally, Ursula the Giant Douche from the Horsehead Nebula Station J-12. And the biggest in the universe is... It's John Edward, Milky Way Galaxy, Planet Earth. Come on now! <laughs> so there you are. <laughs> John Edward wins the biggest douche in the universe award. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends with John Edwards winning. Being that's the right. biggest douche in the universe. Crowned. He is crowned. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> So we just want to take this time out to recognize our sponsor, the Baked Boys Club. BakedBoysClub.com provides you with all of the sickest apparel available for all your cannabis-related merchandise representation needs. My boy here, Ian. Back. How you doing, dude? Sorry. I mean, he's baked. We're baked. Yeah, We're just chilling. You know? Big Boys Club, yeah. man. I mean, where? they've got some sick ass merch, dude. Like hats. Yeah, I just ordered the big mystery box with the hat, the oh, two shirts. I'm jealous. And the sticker. Like all with the using our coupon, it brought it down to forty seven, baby. Oh my god! Go to suck my balls pod code if you enter that in at bigboysclub.com. Put that in there. Coupon code is what I was gonna say on the payment page. Yes. Or a little date. We want you to be baked with us. So join the club. Go to bigboysclub.com. Not just a brand. The lifestyle. Light. <laughs> you make <it>. stupid. <laughs> and we're back. Once again, shout out to our sponsor, thebigboysclub.com. Use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD and you'll save 20% off your order. Big boys, not just brand. It's a lifestyle. You can also check out our sponsors provided by Spreaker. And Spreaker itself, if you want to start your own podcast, check out Spreaker.com. They'll help you monetize your podcast and get you heard around the world. Like us, Scoop. Yeah. Around the world. And uh, now we're going to jump into our second half of our podcast. If you've never listened, this is your first time. Where we like to break down all the trivia, the pop culture, some continuity, and what we liked. And maybe some things we didn't like, if there is any, in this episode. Let's start with that trivia. Juilliard is a parody of Juilliard school for the arts in new york now fun fact i almost went to juilliard same nice same. that's pretty cool yeah exactly i wanted to go there that's because because that's where robin williams went right and, i wanted to act to him i did a lot of acting growing up and and i and i you know i really idolized robin williams and jim carrey and robin williams had such a high esteem for juilliard and everything and i was like you know i think that's where i need to go to become a successful actor but 
roads led me to different ways. It's also very getting like uh because i got to the second tryout you get there's three tryouts the first tryout is a regular in person uh you have to go there second tryout which is i got they came to me and then if you make it to the third trial which would have been balling like if you make it to the third trial they actually fly you out <laughs> i was like damn yeah. i wish i could he's gotten to the third tryout <laughs> could have gotten to new york but no i was not in the cards uh, this episode is the second to show the visitors interacting publicly with the other characters as well. Uh, that being when they're you know, talking to John Edwards. Uh, the airplane the boys fly to New York on is a McDonnell Douglas DC-9 Series 10. If you're into planes, I hope you enjoyed that trivia. Uh, <laughs> chef's last name is spelled McGilroy on the name tag the ham is on. In the DVD... In the DVD commentary, series, series creator Trey Parker, Matt Stone states they initially believed Rob Schneider would appreciate their parody, but John Edward may have been upset with it. Stone revealed it was actually the opposite. John Edward claimed to have loved the episode <laughs> while, while Rob Schneider felt the depiction trivialized his career. <laughs> Rob Schneider. At least John Edward's got a good sense of humor then. Right. Uh, Trey Parker and John Ed were born on the very same day, October 19th, 1969. Oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to some pop culture now. John Edward, of course, is a purported psychic medium famous for having a talk show in syndication and a book called Crossing Over with John Edward. <laughs> the Rob Schneider trailers, of course, satirized the 2002 movie The Hot Chick, which came out December 13th, 2002, two weeks after this episode aired. The primary plot line that is of Kenny possessing Carbon is the allusion to the film Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, directed by Leonard Nimoy, as what happens to Cartman parallels what happens to McCoy when he held Spock's soul in his body. One of the aliens at the ceremony resembles a sleestack from The Land of the Lost. What? <laughs> and then a couple continuity points here. Robert Schneider's death is portrayed as a commercial of which the same death has already happened to Kenny in Waking 4000. I remember that. And, yep, and debunking the idea of psychic, it's, of course, is going to continue for South Park in Cartman's Incredible Gift later on, which is a season eight episode. <laughs> I've seen donuts, uh, chocolate sprinkled covered donuts on, on top of ice cream, on top of pancakes. <laughs> All right, so let's go into our top likes here. So what do you got here? You've got to, looks like you got to work here, Scoop. Tell us what you really liked about this episode. First and foremost, with the beginning of the episode, he just, he needs more time. We can just get him a time transplant. It was kind of interesting and new, you know, not, not the normal. It was hysterical. Yeah. Um, Stan figuring out John Edwards tricks simply by grabbing his books and just paying attention to what he's doing. Right. I thought that was, I thought that's great. Uh, the Rob Schneider movie ads. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a stapler. Rob Schneider is a carrot. Oh, I'm a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Kenny and Carmen arguing on the airplane about the Rob Schneider movie. Right. And then lastly, the biggest douche award in the universe. Because not only does Stan say that he's going to uh, elect him, but it actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a couple of things I put here. Uh, I would I'm write I'm, I'm writing them down. First off, I'm nine years old when he's <laughs> walking him. Um, we already kind of talked about it, but like I like how 
South Park mashes um, like vulgarity together. You're a stupid mm-hmm. douche. That makes you're a stupid, stupid douche. What if I really do believe? No, well, you're a stupid douche then. Um, well, you covered a lot of the good topics here. Uh, Cartman on the plane, I guess, you know, those interactions in general, I will agree with you, were really funny. I like those mm-hmm. those momentary back and forth between the two. Uh, I, oh, yeah, you're kidding. And, and they're good. Another another really good point that just made me laugh was at the beginning of when they're going to Scotland. Twelve hours. Twelve hours. We're going to be on the flock for twelve hours. <laughs> twelve hours. Twelve hours. It's the way that Cartman mimics his. Twelve hours. Or something like that. I can't do it. Uh, it's very it's very subtle, though. Like you have to be paying. You have to be kind of paying attention to catch Cartman mimicking his accent. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's really good uh, for them to be able to do that. So yeah, those are some of our top likes. There wasn't much I disliked. This was a, pr- a pretty funny. Oh, actually, you know what? Another thing I really liked in this episode. Do you have the victim child? <laughs> That's a good one. They don't That's have the a victims. good one. They don't have the victim child. I, I didn't know I needed to get it a victim child. Where, where did you think I was going to get one? Well, we didn't. We wasn't going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you have to love 350. Come on, Spirit, I'll give you 350. Now, don't keep giving them no 350. You'll never leave. At least I had a buck for five of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there wasn't much that I disliked this episode. I think the episode is probably one of my top 50, to be quite honest. Yep. Uh, this is probably one of my, my favorite episodes of all time because it's such a funny episode. The Rob Schneider stuff. The comedy is good. They did a good job of sticking to one narrative and storyline. And this is coming off of last week with me and Joe reviewing Scoop. The one thing I had complained about the death camp of tolerance was that there wasn't enough time I felt for the boys. It kind of became a whole story about Lemmy Weeks and Mr. Garrison, which is fine. But they introduced the boys into the story, and I didn't feel like they paid enough off of it. Whereas they came back this week, and there was one focal point of this whole story, this narrative. So I thought it was good. Yeah, they went hard in the paint with this one. This is definitely, like like you said, my top 50 as well. It's a solid episode. I don't have any dislikes about it. So it's a good episode. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to do it for another edition of... As I tell you at the top of every show, I'm the host in the scene where the air is clean, and I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. You can also follow us as a podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Suck My Balls Pod. And you can also check us out on Facebook at South Park Pod or just type in Suck My Ball, the South Park Review on Facebook or all of your podcast providers. Hang out with us in this Facebook group at South Park Fans United as we continue to grow. We're almost up to 2,000 members now. And of course, if you want to interact with Ian, you can send him a DM or argue with him on our Instagram at Suck My Balls Pod. Uh, Hell yeah. Got any parting words for us today? Yes. Eat your vegetables. Well, eat your freaking vegetables. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we tell you every week, we appreciate you joining us along on the ride. And uh, we're getting close here. To the end of season six, Scoop. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's up next? Oh, fuck. Which one is It's a really up? good one. You're not going to be here for it, potentially, because I might be recording that with Joe. So it's going to be my future self and me. 
<laughs> oh, damn, I want to do that one. Oh, that's such a good one. I'll say it now that my, me and my future self is definitely in my top 25, and Red Slay Down is definitely in my top 10. Wow, okay. Yeah, well, Carpentry's mm. Christmas Spirit to the Downtown People of Iraq. And on the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Uh, so yes, Jimmy sings a fantastic song. So we'll be back as we for next week, my future self, me with Joe, as well as the following week with Red Slay Down. Now we're gonna take you out on the outro to the biggest douche in the universe song. Here is the biggest douche of the universe in all the galaxies. There's no bigger douche than you. You've reached the top, the pinnacle of douche dumb. Good going, douche.
can tell about you Something I can feel about you oh. 